to the NEPA Scene Podcast. We're coming to you live from Cole Creative in downtown Wilkes-Barre. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. And I am Brittany Boot, and I'm the owner of Boot Photography Studio. I'm John Popko. I work for Time Shamrock Communications and Radio uh, for Rock 107, ESPN Radio, and Alt 921. And? Oh, oh yeah. Add this to your list of credentials. <laughs> I am the Saturday night host of Alt Natives on Alt 92.1 at uh, 9 o'clock, where we feature uh, local artists for an hour. So, so if you are uh, in a local band and you want your music featured, be sure to email this guy. Yeah, uh, Alt Natives at alt921.com. Cool. So tonight we're here to talk about The Bear, uh, which is a uh, new crime drama television series uh, that's set and produced in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, the premiere episode will be uh, tomorrow at the River Street Jazz Cafe uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, some of the cast and crew will be in attendance at the screening, which is uh, $8 at the door. Uh, there's an after party with uh, DJ Evil B, which will run from 9 to 11 right after the episode premieres. Uh, so we're going. this has been an ongoing story for the past two years at this point. The, the teaser premiered two years ago. Uh, the trailer premiered about a year ago, and now we're finally at the first episode. Uh, these things do take a while, and uh, you know we don't know what the future holds for this television show. But uh, Brittany uh, was on the show as uh, as an actress and also as the assistant director. So uh, we were going to have uh, another actor who was uh, local to the area, James Callahan, uh, who played Brian on the show and uh, is well known in the local music scene for a lot of stuff he's done over the years. Uh, but unfortunately he had to cancel on us a couple hours before uh, he had a last-minute family emergency so uh, we wish him the best with that uh, but uh, we're still gonna talk to Brittany about her experience and uh, what she knows about uh, the show and uh, hopefully something that uh, we'll get to see soon in the next uh, few months or year or so um, tonight we're also giving away tickets to the I love the 90s tour uh, which you might have seen on our Facebook page that's coming to the Pavilion at Montage Mountain this Saturday, August 26th. Has uh, TLC, Coolio, uh, Tone Loke, uh, Rob Bass, and uh, Young MC. Uh, so if you stay tuned to the podcast, we're going to give those away in a little bit. Uh, all you have to do is leave a question or comment or something uh, underneath there just to let us know that uh, you're interested and you want to go tonight or uh, this Saturday and uh, we'll be giving away those tickets by the end of the show. So you have to stay tuned for a little bit and listen to us chat, uh, talk about the show, talk about uh, beers, things like that, and, uh, and then we'll get to that uh, ticket giveaway in a bit. So uh, sh should we start with the, with the beers? These are from uh, Beer Boys, our uh, sponsor. Uh, they are based in uh, Wilkes-Barre and they have uh, 72 beers on tap, including 30 from Pennsylvania breweries. So they support local, just like we do. Uh, tonight, going on right now, uh, to the end of the night, they're going to have a Founders Brewery uh, Company tap takeover, uh, which we did talk about last week. We featured some of the beers that they had on there last week. Uh, we tried, uh, uh, which ones did we try? It was uh, Green Zebra, All Day IPA, and uh, Sumatra Mountain. I thought the Green Zebra was really good. The All, all Day IPA was great, I loved too. all of them. Yeah, they were all they were all great. I mean, Founders in general, I think, is well known for the, the breakfast stout and things that they do. But uh, there's a lot of other things that I, I've never tried before. So this is a, a cool opportunity for us, too, because uh, we've never tried a lot of these. So tonight we're going to try 
uh, Backwoods Bastard, uh, Lizard of Kaz, and Fruitwood. Uh, this is so the Fruitwood. These are all really high ABV beers. They're like 10s and 11s. So, uh, so we're going to get, <laughs> get a little tipsy <laughs> as the night goes on, I think. Harass us if you want to. That's fine. Yeah. Yep, that's right. In the meantime, let me... Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the, uh, the, the tap takeover. Um, oh, you're going full wax. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Fuck you're guys. just filling it right up. <laughs> this is all mine. Well, actually, there's only three of us tonight, so I guess we could all kind of yeah, that's true. have we a have full a glass, right? If yeah, we yeah, prefer. I don't have to share with anybody. But I, I figured I'd go in shifts just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. So we have... Uh, um, they have a uh, Sumatra Mountain, uh, Backwoods Bastard, uh, aged from 2015, uh, Green Zebra, Lizard of Kaz, Fruitwood, All Day IPA. And then on deck, they'll also have uh, Redanculus, Doom, and DKML if those run out. Uh, Flints and Pints are available with free Founders glassware. Uh, they'll also have uh, $11 All Day IPA buckets, uh, KBS 2017 in 25-ounce bottles, and Lizard of Kaz in 25-ounce bottles. So this is Fruitwood. Let's, uh, let's give this one a go. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it tastes A lot strong. of flavor. Yeah. It tastes good, though. It tastes really good. I feel like Smoke. it's one of those beers that after the first sip, the first sip's going to be real intense, and then you get real into it. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very crisp, and it's got that cherry yeah. flavor right up front. Um, it's, uh, this was aged in oak barrels, and you can kind of taste a little bit that, of the woody yeah. Yeah. Uh, sense to it. And it's definitely got some heat. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is it also has maple syrup in it as wow. well. So that, I think, you is think... where the sweetness comes in. This is probably yeah. the lower ABV compared to what the is three. The ABV? This, is, this is eight. It's so high. It's very high, but it's not. I think those are higher. Yeah, the other one, uh, Lizard of Kaz <laughs> is a 10.5, and Backwoods Bastard is 11.2. So. <laughs> Daddy and I skipped dinner, so <laughs> stay tuned. Great. <laughs> Just what we need. I have not had this one yet. I'm going to check it in on my untapped. Yeah. And I've, we were there two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And when you check in your beers on untapped at Beer Boys, your uh, little photo uh, scrolls in the bottom of one of their, their TV menus, which is pretty neat. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it's so your it's very interactive. pops up yeah. and stuff like that. I was thinking of uh, starting a account for any PA scene, too, and checking all the beers that we have on the show. That's a cool idea. As well as, uh, you know, the, the beer reviews that we feature. Uh, we're actually going to have some more beer content coming up soon. I can't announce anything with that yet, but uh, some, some interesting stuff in development. Uh, but we're definitely going to be uh, <coughs> answering your questions and comments, so please be sure to, uh, to leave them down below. I'm going to check those in a little bit. Um, I got a badge. Ooh. Nice. Now, we also want to give a shout-out to uh, one of our other sponsors, The Keys in downtown uh, Scranton. Uh, I was just there on Friday uh, to see University Drive, Permanence, uh, Black Hole Heart, and Purcell. So thank you to Black Hole Heart for this uh, t-shirt uh, that they didn't make me pay for, which is pretty cool. So they're local? Yes. Uh, they're Send me your music, please. They, they are awesome. We're actually going to premiere one of their songs coming up because okay. they had asked me about it. So, uh, so you'll be hearing new music from them I very like the soon. 
Yeah, they're they're really good. They only have like an EP out so far that came out I think last year because uh, we did a piece on it when it came out, and uh, they're they're really fun guys, really really talented. Um, and Purcell, who uh, played uh, the the exact same show with the exact same lineup a year ago at the AFA Gallery, they hadn't played since, so they played, they came back and played that played again, and they were they were very good too. It was it was fun to see them. Um, this Thursday is their weekly open mic. Um, which uh, always has their $5 uh, gourmet grilled cheese and vegan options. Uh, Friday is an acoustic night with uh, the Crookshanks, Send Request, Stay Loud, and Jacob Waxmonski. That's a, that's a name. On Saturday, uh, it's a secret show, so you'll have to uh, f tune in later and find out who's playing, so uh, check out the, the Facebook event for, for more on that. Uh, the only one confirmed so far is an Autumn Sunrise, uh, who we featured on the site before. And uh, the Kirby Center is also a sponsor on our site. Uh, and they have uh, Donnie Marie on August 24th, uh, Greta Van Fleet on August 25th, which is sold out, and uh, Il Devo on August 30th. And then uh, they're not going to have shows until about maybe the 23rd in September. So uh, be sure to stop at the Kirby over the next, couple, the next week or so. Um, all right, so now should we... Uh, should we uh, talk about Jane? I think uh, I think it's uh, it's appropriate that we uh, maybe take a, a moment of silence. Uh, we uh, we lost uh, Jane Train today. Um, Janet Rains was uh, a local musician who was in a lot of different bands, uh, most notably M80, that a lot of people knew her from over the years. And uh, she was in uh, an awful accident uh, last month. That uh, she was, she was the manager for Adrenaline Mob, and they uh, were were parked on the side of the road, way off to the side, uh, because they had a flat tire, and a truck. I don't, they still don't know the situation yet, but the truck was not paying attention and somehow veered all the way off the road and then to where they were, and hit them, and uh, everybody was injured. But unfortunately, uh, took the life of uh, David Z, who was their bassist. Uh, was also in Trans Siberian Orchestra, and you know, very talented guy. And uh, a couple other uh, local people with her who were who were badly injured as well. And she was in the burn unit for a couple weeks. Yeah, at least a month or so yeah. now, uh, fighting for her life. And uh, unfortunately, um, she was uh, taken off life support just a few hours ago. Um, so, so we we had just heard about it, and we wanted to uh, take a moment to uh, to remember. All right, thank you for that, and uh, we're going to raise our glass uh, to Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thanks, Janet. Janet. Jane. Actually. Jane, Janet. Yeah. I think most of any PA knows her as Jane. Jane. Right. But she'll always be Janet to me. So many people were close to her, and my heart goes out to them. She was her involved with so much too. You know, she did so many charity events and benefits and things like that yeah. for people. You know, so it was nice to see all the people that that over the last you know month or so have have raised all that money for. I think over twenty thousand dollars. Like twenty one thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So. One thing about this area is that they really do come together in times when people people need it. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people that said like, "Oh, I knew her really well" or anything like that. Uh, when when I uh, was 
had first started really in entertainment journalism. Uh, I didn't really get the chance to interview her, though I talked to her many times because she always had different projects that she was promoting. And she wasn't always about like, oh, you know, uh, interview me. Uh, she, she would always say, well, you know, interview the guitarist or somebody mm -hmm. else. And uh, I did a, an interview with, uh, she did a, a group called Headbangers Ball um, that uh, played at the, the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg a couple of times. And I did an interview with Virus, who was uh, her guitarist in that, who was also the guitarist in Dope, and a uh, side project with uh, uh, David from Disturbed. And really cool guy. Um, and, you know, had nothing but nice things to say about her. And that's what She of really thing. was genuinely one of the sweetest people I've met. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I met her when she first started uh, M80. I think it was like 2006, hmm. and uh, that band. When I worked at a uh, local paper, we did a it was like an 80s prom at uh, Old Time Charlie's, and she was uh, obviously M80 made sense for that. She was always happy to be part of it. Sure. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen her in about a year. Last time I saw her was at the, the Breaking Ben show last year at a montage. We were hanging out backstage, and she's always like, "Hey, dude, what's up? What's going on, dude?" Like, yeah, you know. Cool. Hey, like Johnny. no time had passed. At yeah, all. yeah. So it's, it's. I wish I, you know, saw more of her. The first couple of times I met her, I was kind of intimidated by her. Yeah. Because she kind of has this like very strong presence. Great. Yeah. She's such a personality. You know, as you know, just a, another female in the area to kind of look up to. I was intimidated. I was like, wow, you know, she's very cool and does a lot of cool things. And uh, as soon as I started talking to her for the first time that all just went away yeah. she was just so down to earth and awesome and yeah. very sweet she always made you feel welcome she was never she never yeah. acted like that high and you know even though she did some great things you know right right so so sad yeah everybody knew who she was especially with that right. hair yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. you can instantly pick her out but uh, all right. So uh, with with that being said, uh, let's let's talk about uh, the, the bear or the, the bar. So I always started. The, I would say the how, bear. The that's bear. what I used to say. That's how I would look at it. Now um, it's the berry. The berry. So that's how it's being uh, promoted, and I mean Why? that's what the director says. I don't know. Why? I always I say Wilkes Bear. So do I. I'm a person that says Wilkes Bear. Right. Wilkes Bear. Yeah. Um, that's that's how I always said it too. But the berry. That's that's what. That's what they stuck with. It sounds so fruity. It does sound fruity. <laughs> the berry. It does. It's like fruit berry. Is this what this is? Fruit wood. Fruit wood. Yeah, so it's appropriate, right? For the conversation. So yeah, the berry. So uh, the, uh, the the director uh, and the writer, do you know if they're from the area? Do they have a, any experience here? Terrell, uh, yes. Um, he has ties to the area families from this area okay. um, from what I understand he's been back and forth kind of from Brooklyn in this area uh, for parts of his life um, the writer is someone Terrell had connected with from New York City his name's Tetro uh, he's super talented uh, really made the script all come together hmm. um, so Terrell did a lot of that kind of initial putting the f pieces together of the team that's going to kind of initiate the uh the whole progress of everything happening. Right. So um, I think Tetra was probably one of the first people on board, and uh, he. Well, as soon as I read the script, I was just impressed. You know, something once you see that you know that you want to be a part of. 
what was it that uh, that you thought was was interesting or, or good about it to you and uh, that intrigued you as, as a project? Well, I knew I was familiar with Charles' work because I had uh, done a small scene as an actress in a short film that he made. I played a boxer's girlfriend. Okay. So after I had seen that, I was um, impressed, you know, with his film work and uh, mostly impressed by his ambition and his drive to do what he wanted to do and make things hmm. happen uh, because it's not easy. Right. Um, but that was one of the initial things that made me want to be a part of it was just his his general vibe of uh, being excited about it. And then um, when I saw the script, I saw uh, how authentic it was to the area. Mm -hmm. And um, I just knew, I just had a gut feeling that it was going to be something that was powerful, authentic, and interesting to do. And I knew it would be a good experience. Well, you had sent me the, the press kit about it, and uh, they had said that they were influenced by uh, shows like The Wire mm -hmm. and uh, even movies like Straight Outta Compton and mm -hmm. things like that. So um, what kind? Uh, how, how did you see maybe some of those influences permeate uh, what was going on? Uh, Definitely with, the like, show? the grittiness of it. Mm -hmm. um, when you, I, I feel like Wilkes-Barre has a tone to it especially on an overcast day where you're driving through certain areas and you kind of see the rundown buildings. Right. It has a grittiness to it, but also a beauty to it in the same sense. And I kind of felt that that was a, what this was going to replicate. And I think that those shows do something similar. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. Now, there, there's a... Um, there's an element to, to it that right away makes you say, well, does it make the area look bad? You know, right. Is there something that, may, you know, because uh, it's 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 a gangster kind of thing. There's you know drugs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So uh, would did that uh, make you initially think about that? Or? I thought about it because I'm someone that Wilkes-Barre is so near and dear to my heart, mm -hmm. and I'm so motivated motivated by bettering the community and uh, being careful about a lot of the decisions I make based on how it's going to affect the world around me. So sure. um, I knew that other people would feel that way. Right. I knew that in this area it's very easy to go right to the negative mm -hmm. um, for certain people. Not for everybody, obviously, but you guys know the drill. You see the comments. <laughs> and um, Sure. So that was a concern that I had when it came to just uh, the public response. Right. Surprisingly, uh, there wasn't that. Hmm. And um, if there was, it was very unheard right. you know it wasn't very noticed um because there is an element of reality to it when it comes to crime and violence but the show is also dramatized you know for entertainment value it's sure. a tv show um when i spoke with wbre last year uh they made that an element of the story but also turned it a around in a positive way to kind of showcase that this is an art piece on the area and this is a group of right. creative people coming together to tell a story with right. the effort of maybe deterring people from making the wrong choices. Mm -hmm. um, I play the heroin addict and I am a girl just like me, you know, from a nice neighborhood, nice family, nice upbringing, you know, no necessarily traumatic um, experiences and how easy it is to fall into this world of yeah. uh, making the wrong decisions. and my character kind of shows that and that the reality that that really can happen to anyone hmm. um, especially when you're young and 
impressionable. So just the, the, the basis on the show hopefully deterring people to make those choices, but also for entertainment value and just making an art piece and telling someone's story and uh, allowing people to express themselves in a way that's creative and different and visual right. and emotional and um, that hits real issues on a very original level. You know, the writing from everyone that's involved. Um, every, everyone was so open to doing the project. I mean, these actors were coming from New York City sometimes four or five times a week and working 12-hour days and going back to New York City. You know, they, right. just because they believed in the project hmm. and um, they because they wanted to do the project. And uh, when I saw all of that happening too, it just became so encouraging, you know? And inspiring to see people really believe in something like that. To 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 be clear, you know, these are uh, this is an independent production. Right. This isn't somebody you know coming in and dropping all this money. They're, yeah. And you know these high paid actors and things like that. Like this is something that is a passion project. What I'll say is a lot of um, a lot of the things that we were uh, fortunate enough to do war because of the uh, consideration of others. Mm -hmm. You know, people were very helpful uh, in, in the whole process of making this project, whether it came to locations or um, just, you know, look, like just asking someone to film in their area or their bar or their business or being a part of it or um, people were very generous with, with donating their can you give a, a few spoilers as far as like what locations? Or, or do you, um, yeah, I mean we filmed all over. We filmed all over. You were I can see just in, in the the trailer alone. I think I saw that there's a gun shop on Pierce Street. Yep. At the time, so yep. yep. there, it's kind of. You will recognize. That's what's so cool about the the show too is that it's so relatable to people around here because you will recognize so many places. Uh, just from the exterior shots, from B-roll, there's beautiful drone footage of Wilkes Barre that just makes the intro. It's absolutely awesome, and it is just, it's, when I saw that footage for the first time, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Um, it's neat for people to, like, see something and be like, oh, I know where that is, yeah. or I've been there before. That's right. part of the excitement. It's yeah. for me, it is. Yeah. You know? Um, is seeing uh, the environment that you grew up in on film in a way that's expressed so creatively in, a, in original. Um, Barton Irby's, we filmed in there quite a bit. Uh, the 44 airport, which was really cool. Um, people's houses. We would have to film in people's houses more than once. Right. You know, so, so you're probably seeing a like few things like that. Like people were so gracious to help us in those ways. Yeah. You know, you have like a whole crew coming into your home where you live on it, <laughs> you know, obviously on a day to day basis and like right. just setting up your lights and doing your thing. And everyone was so accommodating to us. So, um, those are the things that that really helped us along the way uh, with a lot of stuff, and you know, just people being kind, you know, uh, in that way. Businesses and residences. What uh, one of the things that uh, well, you know, what before before we go too much further, uh, why don't we show that that trailer uh, that we have? Uh, it's it's about two minutes, and kind of gives you an idea of the the look and feel of the show, and then uh, we'll we'll come right back and. Uh, Talk more about it. This power. 
you hold in your hands is power. This is the means to make whatever you want happen, happen. In this world, there's givers and takers. Now, I don't know what world you living in, but in the real world, where real motherfuckers live, real shit happens. Today is the day that you go from being a little motherfucker to being a big motherfucker and taking what you deserve. Today is the day that you commit. So I thought you said I wasn't gonna have to kill anybody. They gave me three and change for the hammer. Shit changing everybody trying to be a scammer. All the real killers either dead or in a slammer. And when shit get real, them niggas dip into Atlanta. Take the free money. Hell. You never have enough pay me. Too much paper, ain't enough pay. It's a fucking nickel and dime strip club. This shit is just a front on drug hustle. Y'all know what this is. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. Boom, fucked up. Is that how they handle shit in New York? Real How many of them real motherfuckers still alive? Get money, nigga. They should have never showed us how to make a bank call. Take a million, you be a fool and get the bank wrong. All I need is somebody with a bank job. Money so easy, go broke trying to think hard. Why we ain't got no big shit? We got big shit. All right, so uh, so we're back. I hope you enjoyed that. I think it's it looks it looks really cool. Uh, there's also when when we post this later online, uh, and there's an article uh, right now on our front page. It's the first article on NEPAScene.com. Uh, you can watch another clip from it as well uh, with James Callahan, who was supposed to be our guest tonight. So that's why you know I was gonna I was gonna show that clip. Yeah. And, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Uh, but it's funny because he's such like a a, a nice. Uh, giving guy and to see him play this badass like tough tough yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, he has the like he, he has that He look. looks yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, I mean he's, he's got this his big beard and That's tattoos and everything so he looks like the kind of guy. He, like, yeah. We kind of catered after so we had an actor who was going to play Brian who ended up having some some family emergency the day of shooting mm -hmm. and we had to shoot it that day. Like I said we had people coming from New York City traveling for that day like these are the scenes that we're shooting this day and that's it right you know and if you're not gonna be here to do it someone else will so um, we had an actor dropped out and we couldn't just waste the day right you know and this is when we first started filming so I called Jay and Charles like we need a Brian right now and I was like <laughs> got it <laughs> I was like so <laughs> I'm going through my contacts in my phone and I see James I'm like he'll do it I was like I know I can do it <laughs> so I called him and um, he was like hesitant at first, you know, because really? you don't. Well, he didn't really know anything about it. 
Sure. I'm just like, hey, you need to come here right now and meet this director, and we're doing this show about Wilkes Bear. It's gonna be awesome. Like, just come down here. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I'm kind of just like chilling. And I'm like, no, like you're gonna love it. Like, trust me. <laughs> so it took some convincing. Um, not like too much convincing, but you know, somebody's just like in their day, you know, hanging out, and then you just like call them or like, oh, here's like a huge thing you have to commit to, and you have to commit right. to it right now. <laughs> so it was a little bit of that, but uh, we kind of change the role a little bit around uh, more of like kind of a biker look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brian initially was supposed to be kind of more thug. Okay. Uh, but we kind of turned it into just like this badass biker guy now. It uh, looks like he walked out of Sons of Anarchy or yeah, something. Yeah, so that, know. and I think that's, I think that it added to the quality of the story too, just having that, cause that's a reality around here too. We didn't have anybody cast like that, you sure. know? And there's so many of that kind of, I don't want to say stereotype, but that look. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, a lot of bikers around here. Yeah. yeah bike nights all over the place. Yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, so it was, I think it totally okay. added to yeah. the whole the whole storyline of the show to, to have him on board. Well, I'm, I'm sure he'll be happy he did. He is, I but, think. Like in the past like year, like when people ask me to do something that I normally wouldn't do, I try and say yes. Yeah. Like when you asked me to do this. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, when, I'm, when my life is like coming to an end or when I'm old and can't do things, like yeah. I want to be able to look back and say, yeah, I did this, I did that. You know, like if he's saying like no or sure. ex- excuses. like Yeah. You know, so I'm sure he'll be happy that, you know, he answered that phone call. Yeah. To do that day. I'm glad he, he committed yeah. to doing it too. So it worked out. Was this something that, now, did you want to come on as just an actress, or did you uh, ad- uh, wanted to direct in some form or another? So I had no intentions of being in, in the show. Mm. So Terrell had approached me. I was bartending at Rodano's, actually, that summer. And he had come to the bar and said he had this idea, and he wanted to make it work, and he wanted to film it in Wilkes-Barre, and he asked me if I wanted to be the assistant director. And I said, um... Sure, you know, like and without any really hesitation, you know, any any kind of opportunity that I, uh, any opportunity that really comes my way that is is especially different and going to be uh, a learning experience, I usually will jump right on board. Um, so after that, we we did casting with Tetro, the writer, and Isaac Thesaitis, who's a producer, and we tried to fill these roles and we couldn't find anybody for the role of Lydia. So I had said, well, if worse comes to worse, we can't find anybody, I'll do it. But if we can find somebody that works better than me, we'll go with that. Um, so it just ended up that I, I ended up doing that role because it just was the one role we really couldn't fit. Lydia was kind of supposed to be maybe, uh, to, according to the writer, just more of like a tattooed type girl kind of like a rock and roll girl, which I definitely don't have that look (laughs) or that vibe, I guess. Um, So it more so became just kind of a normal, uh, plain Jane, you know, like me. Well, I don't (laughs) know if I'd go that plain Jane heroine. (laughs) So, uh, but I mean, look-wise, you know, not, uh, I'm definitely crazy, not normal, but uh, (laughs) look-wise, more of, you know, Kind of I always did get casted as like the the not rebel girl. <laughs> I was in an anti drug commercial when I was sixteen, and I played the girl that was like saying no to drugs. And then there was like the rebel <laughs> girl next to me on the couch. So this is all your fault. Yeah. 
legalize weed, damn it. <laughs> I was in an anti-drug commercial, and then I played a heroin addict later just in life. Just say no. Which is interesting. I guess I just realized. I just put that Were you frying together. eggs on the right. pan? No, it was similar, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was similar. My big line was, and this was a national commercial. This was my first national spot, and... Uh, my big line was the, the cool girl. We were like in a basement, and she was offering me a joint. And she's like, "Oh, come on! Your parents don't have to know everything." And my big line was, "Actually, they do." Can we find this? <laughs> I Whoa. tried to look it. I have it on VHS. Whoa, that's it. And I tried to find it online. I shut down. I have like the um, so it was an ad campaign. So it was in the magazine. So I have the print work of it. But I tried to find it online, and I couldn't find it. Uh, Matt Wren, uh, who's an old friend of mine from high school, stole a copy of it. Him and Pete Wolski were in my basement. Doing drugs? No, we were like hiding from my dad because uh, doing I, drugs. My dad was like trying to kick everyone out of my house, I guess. Cause For I doing was, like, drugs? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> doing like smoking weed or something. But uh, they took some recitals and uh, definitely one copy of my anti-drug commercial because they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and you were, it is. You were sixteen. I was fifteen when I did that. So how did that? How did that happen? How do you get yeah. into doing that? Yeah. Um, I had an agency, so I had a contract with uh, CED. They're now called CESD uh, on Park Avenue South in Manhattan. So I did work with MTV Networks and did some promos for Noggin and Nickelodeon and uh, mm. just some stuff like that. Um, I did a lot of print work, catalog work, um, book covers, uh, hair stuff. Mm. Uh, my little sister, uh, her and I did it together. She's 10 years younger than me. She's 19 now. So she did a lot of work, too. So my mom would take us to New York. Or we had this driver, this guy <laughs> named Victor. This <laughs> like this big guy who my parents had hired to take us to New York. And I, of course, thought it was, like, so cool that I was leaving school to, yeah. the, to the day. And I would, yeah. like, lie to him and be like, oh, no, my parents totally let me just kind of walk around New York City and, like, do my thing after my audition. There would be times where I was in New York just for 15 minutes. Right. And I would go down and go back to school, mm. you know, at Myers. So it was definitely interesting uh, teenage years, but it was really cool. Well, I was in Sex and the City. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. I auditioned. Oh. What, I was in Sex and the City. I was, a ba- I was a background extra. That's yeah. fun. Not credited. Did you see anybody? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw. That was my favorite show. Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, my mom uh, was in Super Troopers. <laughs> that's awesome. You can now see that's her. a badge of honor right there. You can there. see her very visibly. Uh, she's a, a cocktail waitress. Um, That's so cool. That is a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And my my friend's dad was in that, and my friend's sister was in that as well. Um, again, you know, background extras. It's just sure there are always going to be. You know that that was that was one thing I saw today. Uh, you know, not not to to, to go back on it, but uh, uh, Jane. I was looking for a picture of Jane to use for a quote that we put up, and uh, Jane was in the background of an episode of Gotham. Uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And uh, she was like a, um, she was somebody who was being arrested by the police and taken, you know, into the station while uh, Jim Gordon is walking out the door. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of funny. It was just, you I know, she, about that. she had so many crazy connections yeah. and knew so many people that, you know, she would just get all these crazy opportunities. Yeah. She worked with Puddle of Mud at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was, like, <laughs> she was, she I don't know, I don't know how she ever yeah. met these people, you know, but... Uh, she was able to... When you're as personable and talented as her, you just kind of happens. just happens to you, yeah. Right, right. Well, this this role uh, in, in particular... I know, I'm yeah, you got, it here. Catch I'm up there. there. I'm getting there. Um, did you take inspiration from anybody that you knew or anything like so, that? So, 
for, I had never played a heroin addict before. Um, and I had never really been around one in, in a sense where I, I, I was always kind of naive to that stuff, which I started to realize. Um, if somebody was kind of like all effed up on something, I, I would be the last to really notice. Um, so I was super naive to that, to that uh, initially. So hmm. I ended up watching a lot of intervention. And HBO actually has this really heartbreaking documentary um, about a couple uh, individuals who were doing a story similar to Intervention yeah. and uh, doing interviews. And I watched that, actually, a few times. And I kind of tried to emulate their frustration and mm. their behavior. And I just tried to... I, I wanted it to be... Realistic, authentic. you know, authentic, and I know I keep using that word, but that's I didn't want to. Um, I wanted to do it in a way that, if somebody knew somebody that was uh, in that situation or was struggling with addiction, that they would be like, "Wow, you know, that's really what it's like." Hmm. Um, so the show, I am not cute <laughs> at, <laughs> at all. Um, I it becomes really sad. Yeah. And really desperate. And um, the beginning of the show, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to college, I'm doing my thing. And um, as the story progresses, you know, naturally you just, you deteriorate. Right. Um, so I thought it was important to give that um, the right amount of reality when it came to showing what what someone might go through hmm. and what their family goes through because uh, there's a bit of that too um, another actor uh, plays my brother uh, his name is Logan Roberts he was super cool to work with total babe, very talented um, and it's interesting because we filmed our house was my house you know, that I that my dad still lives in today, you know, in South Wilkes-Barre yeah. so it's just like stuff like that and my first, I have, a, I have a scandalous scene in the first episode. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> uh, and. Which you can see tomorrow. Which you can see tomorrow if you come to the premiere. Um, which I was really nervous about. But everyone is so cool to work with and just super mm -hmm. pro about everything. So it was not nearly as uh, uncomfortable as I thought it would be when I read the script. And so the scene that I have the scandalous moment is the park where I had my first kiss, which is like so funny how all these things kind of, I got to kind of play a role in these places that, it, you know, I grew up in. So it was, it was cool. Probably added a, a personal feel it to did. it. It did. Know? It definitely did. I loved that. I loved that part about it. I loved being able to, I was like be filming and we'd be on set and I'd like see someone be like, oh, hey, Barb, how you doing? You know, like we'd be like in the middle of doing it because we'd be in my neighborhood or, yeah. um, you know, at somebody's house that I knew or, you know, so it was very obviously close to home for me, you know. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's just, uh, it's a fake thing. I remember no, no. Um, <laughs> we were shooting This down. guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, nothing. <laughs> that's fun. That's half the fun. Right. You know? Yeah, oh. be, uh, step, stepping outside who you are and, you know, in putting yourself so in someone else's. Yeah, in a place yeah. that's so familiar. So everything was very comfortable for me. Um, it just, it had been a long time since I had been on camera as an actress. I did, like, a couple of things over the years. I did some commercials 
and uh, that short film, but mm. other than that, not much at all. Not anything regularly that I would be like, oh, I'm totally in the hang of this, you know? Right. But it was very cool. I, I want to, uh, we'll, we'll take a minute and uh, answer some of the uh, questions and uh, comments uh, that we well, have. While you do here. that, I'm going to have a, uh, a, uh, yeah, let's try, let's try Founders this. Lizard of Cause. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this Lizard of Cause. Someone said, I don't think see it shows there's always opportunities. Mm-hmm. Rudy Rudis says, see it shows there's always opportunities, which is true. Yeah. There's always opportunities in, in this area. And that's another thing I wanted to mention. I don't know if I just cut you guys off totally or what. Mm-mm. But uh, I felt very fortunate that I was able to do things like this in this area. Right. Which isn't something that you would necessarily think being in Wilkes-Barre, like, oh, I'm going to be able to work on a set every day, you know? And yeah, I'm you be would able think you'd at least have to go today. to New York or Philly or right. somebody, you know, a major city. Yeah, so that was a very, very, very cool aspect of it is that, you know, there are opportunities for you if you put yourself in the position to be open to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could do it here. You know, yeah, obviously it's not going to be as dense as right. New York City, but it is... That, the, that goes back to saying, like, when someone asks you to do something, you say yes. You never, you never know. Yeah. Right. You never know. Like, this might blow up or just be a, a stepping stone to something right the way you know, next, you the know? one thing that i always say is opportunities only lead to more opportunities mm-hmm. the more things you do the more things you are going to do and uh the more that you open yourself up to the more you will learn and the more people you'll meet and the more experiences you'll have and the more influences you have you will have and it's just nothing necessarily very terrible can come from it putting yourself out there and being open to doing things and uh, believing in other people's ideas I mean, the worst thing that could possibly happen is you find out that maybe it's not for you. Yeah. Maybe you it's know? not for you. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, the worst that can happen is it wasn't for you. Yeah, right. okay. What's, you know, so I, I tried that, that you know, and I'll try something else next time. You know? Right. Which, you know, in this case, you ended up really enjoying yourself, it seems. I did. It was a great experience. It was a very interesting time for me, too. It was just, it was just interesting, the whole thing. It was great, though. It was a difficult time for me when we started filming. We started filming the same week that my mom died. Oh, jeez. So that was, like, intense. Like, I remember saying to Terrell, like, I don't know if I can do this right now. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever been through, the most horrific thing I had ever been through. And then you just have all this pressure to it. But at that time, it was, like, a lot. But it helped, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a part of something new and to meet new people and to be in a different environment take and, your mind away and, from that right. a little bit but I'm sure that I mean like obviously she was put a big role in your life to right. where you are today even you know and oh my gosh yeah that was probably a little motivation for you to just like you know right. she would have maybe been all about that yeah, yeah. she so would have been all well she was the one that got us into me and my sister into acting and right. into doing on camera stuff you know that's and she was not like the stage mom type. Like, of course, she loved it. She loved going to New York City, and we would go shopping, and we'd have to like sneak all these bags into my house, like hide them from my dad, and like it was just like this big fun thing, like these day trips. Mm. But uh, she was never like the. She would always be like, "Well, when you don't want to do it, we won't do it. When it's not fun, we're not going to do it." Right. So it was that week that we started filming, and it was just kind of full circle because my mom's the reason that I did on camera stuff, and that I would even be associated with cameras. Right. You know, let alone grow up to be a photographer or, you know, an assistant director for something. Or it's just interesting how things kind of always come together in ways that. 
you don't know. Matter. It's just, yeah, it just, it, it, everything happens for a reason. I never mentioned that, though, when I talk about it, but I just felt like it was kind of yeah relative to everything, you know? No, it's def- sure. definitely. Yeah. It's an it's interesting way to get through that time in your life. Yeah, it was definitely very different. I had never been through anything like that before, obviously, you know? Sure. Um, so to kind of have something very challenging creatively happening and demanding creatively at the same time, I think it, uh, I think it helped. Yeah. You know, this founder's lizard of cause is also good. <laughs> you can definitely taste the uh, higher. Is that, uh, I don't know why I can't finish this. Is that your transition there? Is that the, the best you can come up with? That's all I got. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. I'm not a pro. I will never admit to being one. This has uh, fresh Michigan blueberries, uh, rich chocolate, and van- uh, it's vanilla aged. That sounds amazing. Bourbon I taste, barrels. I taste the chocolate. I taste the bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sure. uh, the, the blueberry, I think, is there. chocolate and bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> it's better to get to getting. <laughs> getting there. What are you waiting for? <laughs> we came here on a mission, and you are failing right I know. Now. Right? I'm we're here, we're here to be at least bugged by the end of this. <laughs> yeah. If not uh, completely wasted. Because, you know, we're professionals. Aw. People are saying the sweetest things on here. I don't drink. I'm going to like them 10. all. 10.5. Jesus Christ. So uh, Mora had asked this before, and uh, it's something I'm, I'm sh- we'll, we'll address again by the end. But uh, she asked where you can watch it. Now tomorrow is the premiere uh, of the first episode, uh, which is about an hour long or so. Yep. Uh, at the River Street Jazz Cafe, uh, starting at 8 p.m. Uh, so that'll run to about nine, and then afterwards we're going to have an after party. But uh, they're still working on distribution. Right. For this. Um... I haven't been a part of uh, that process of the meetings they've they've had, and I know they've had some pretty significant meetings with um, some really uh, powerful networks, and um, I haven't been a part of that process. You know, I've kind of been this whole past year of him editing and getting the show ready. Right. Um, I know that they were in New York for some time and talking about that stuff, but. Uh, I really don't know. I don't know what's next for them. Like, there's so many. Forward. There's so many options now. You know, uh, there's you have Netflix, you have Hulu, right. um, you have Amazon. Um, there's so many streaming services that are YouTube. coming out. You, you know, YouTube uh, has their own thing now too. Uh, plus, you know, all the actual networks, all the big networks that you think that you you know w- would think of for for general shows and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, this place could find a home in a lot of different areas. Right. You know, and it has that feel to it. We had this uh, fantasy land idea, which isn't a fantasy land because there was some reality to uh, talking um, about this with people that were in the position to facilitate it. Because uh, since HBO has some ties to here, yeah. and Wilkes Bear. That's true. That's uh, a good point. What is that? It was the first time that they had kind of tested out the uh, woman who was uh, the CEO for the longest time, and I, I wish I could remember her name off the top of my head, but I'm really bad with that kind of thing. I, I'm sure I could look it up quick. Uh, she was from here. Okay. From, she was from Wilkes-Barre area, I believe, if oh, not Wilkes-Barre. I didn't know she, that. Yeah. 
she, she was one of the main people behind like the whole founding of HBO. Like it, HBO essentially started here, and there's a plaque somewhere in the city. There is. It's on the square. Yes, it's, it's on right the square by, um, where the bandstand is. That says that HBO had started here and gives a you know a couple sentences on That's the history awesome. of it. But yeah, it's it's interesting that uh, people, uh, you know, uh, most people don't know that, and, and yeah, would never, you would never that. think. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of it kind of cool that it could. I mean, that could potentially come full circle in a way. That's what we, you know, that was something that I had to, like popped into my head. I was like, wow, that would be really neat. That would be very neat. Yeah. No one try it. You never know. Right. Yeah, do it. So a lot of people are saying that the show looks really good. They're really happy uh, to to see it. They want to. They're excited about it. And I'm sure you've been getting that a lot in terms. Yeah, of... Yeah, people have been so uh, so res you know receptive to the whole idea of the show and supportive. Thankfully. And and to answer Mara's other question, it it was filmed in Wilkes-Barre. It's not just based in Wilkes-Barre. Right. Uh, like was, I said, you will here. recognize. Almost, not, I'm not. I mean, you're not gonna recognize the inside of people's houses you've never been to, obviously. Right. But um, you will recognize so much of the city and the exterior and the B-roll and the businesses, and the bars uh, that we're in. Uh, Bones Bar. I didn't mention that. Mm. There's some shooting, some uh, filming there. And you were Bones Bar Nerbies. Susquehanna. Oh, Susquehanna Tavern. Tavern. It's no longer. Yeah, we filmed there. Um, 44 Airport. That was the coolest one. Not the, not that the bars, those bars are great. Not that they're not cool, but it was cool to be there and filming. Uh, Amber says, "I uh, love the shout out for uh, for Myers class yeah. of 2007 here." Myers Mohawks. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. 2007. Uh, I'm 06. Caution says that uh, uh, having the driver was cooler than being the model. <laughs> it was very cool, and because I would manipulate him and and tell him that I could just how dare you? I would. I'd be like, my mom totally lets me just go to Thirty Fourth Street and shop for a little bit, and he's like, okay, whatever you say. And I'm like, I, like I would just be like doing my own thing. Yeah, let's contact Victor. Let's. Find yeah, him. Victor was his name. Let's, let's find he was him. my uncle's limo driver. Uh, that my parents had hired to drive our Durango to New York City for me when they were working. And I was So you just, didn't take a limo, you took a Durango? We didn't take a limo. Like, he was a limo driver. That was his profession mm -hmm. for my uncle. And uh, That's even cooler. Yeah, but he he did not, he, he didn't drive me in a limo. He drove a, a Dodge Durango. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Victor That's was great. his name. That's fine, Victor. He didn't, Victor, if you're out there yeah, for watching. Do you, he, Contact us. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but long lost Victor. If you're on, if you're on the internet, then you can just comment, whatever. I would literally just tell him. I was like, no, it's totally fine. My parents let me do it all the time, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm walking in New York City right now by myself. Like, I would be like. <laughs> oh. Now, when the when the show was first announced, uh, there were you know there were, there were definitely a lot of people that were you know excited about it. There, there were some so people that were, buzz. yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, especially again, in the last you know, you year. Have that negative. Yeah, and you, you have those those other people. We we touched on that a little bit, but what I wanted to mention about that was, from a creative standpoint, I think people are missing what you were saying about it. Um, that it's it's a setting to tell a fictional story, and it's not necessarily right. saying that. Wilkes-Barre is this it's way, not a documentary. or should be this way, or anything like right. that. It's not glamorizing violence. It's not glorifying uh, criminals. Right, and uh, that, that's I think something that that you want that that you want to stress is that it's right. not something that says this is a lifestyle you want to uh, you know uh, elevate yourself to. Right, you like know, I said, with something that 
at least in my approach, was to kind of, you know, do, deter people from making life-altering decisions. I mean, devastating decisions, really. Well, I look at I look at a movie like Scarface, for example, where the you know it's a it's a great film. It's not just a gangster movie. It's not like a, it's not cheesy. It's really a great, well acted, well produced film, and. Uh, it's interesting how di different people look at that movie now. Uh, you know, you have all these, you know, uh, like gangster rappers and things like that that look up to Scarface. That they, they dress like him on their album covers. Right, they they it. yeah, they emulate him in videos society. and things like that. And it's to me, it's so like it's it's comical because it's like you did watch the movie, right? Like you watched it to the end of the movie yeah. where he gets riddled with bullets. Oh, so like, yeah. We do the the doing the impressions. Yeah. You know, man, soccer. Look at a pelican fly, pelican fly. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty. It's pretty good. Her womb is so polluted. All right. You deserve this founder's backwoods bastard. Oh yeah! Awesome impression. Yeah, I'm, I sometimes I could do impressions only of guys, which is really, really <laughs> weird. And the only girl impressions I could do are like impressions of actors doing impressions of women, <laughs> which I don't know. Well, that's that that's the other thing too is is you know like everything ends badly for him in that movie. Yeah, it's why not just that he gets shot at the end; it's that like he gets what he wants and then he realizes that it's terrible. That he's rich now, but he's miserable. Right. He gets the woman that he wants, he killed for her, and she hates him. And they can't stand each other. Right. Like, everything falls Give apart for this guy in until he's absolutely, like, at the... the it's terrible. Yeah. And it's then, not something to look up to. Then he snorts a bunch of coke <laughs> and gets shot up. Yeah. You know, like, he loses everything. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, for a movie that came out in the 70s. Spoiler alert. 80s, maybe. I 80s. prefer Carlito's but, Way. Yeah, great. Also a great film. It came but out in 1991. A lot, a lot of the same themes that you see <laughs> in a lot of these that. movies. You know, Goodfellas and all, all those. It's not something yeah. that you want to. to but people, to, our society does have a tendency. We glorify to, it a little to glorify bit. crime, uh, especially when the criminal is has some sense of decency and moral compass. But it is also extremely cutthroat. There's something about that that. We just respect, I guess, as a society. Sure. So I think that there's. Yeah, it's cool to, to emulate that kind of thing, but you don't right. want to. You don't want to live like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like it may, may seem cool to like you know, uh, like I mean I'm a comic book guy, so I love The Punisher. You know. Like, yeah. Total total nerd. Nerd. But you know, I and I've I've got Punisher shirts and stuff like that too, and it's cool. It looks cool. It's it's fun. But when you think about it, it's like this is a terribly tragic character who's going through something horrible, right. and I would never want to actually be right. be in that that's situation or that's well, yeah exactly. It's not the of message it. of it is is not saying like oh this is a good thing that you want you you know you want to uh, strive for you know. But uh, it's like soy sauce kind of. How's that? Stay strong. Not, that's not a good. Uh, so, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> now, that's the last one, right? That's uh, no, Backwoods that's Bastard? The, uh, or is that Fruit? Backwoods Bastard. Okay. Yeah, she didn't have the... Uh, I think I have to... Yeah, you didn't have the other one yet. I dumped it on Gerard. Oh, the, to drink the whole thing? That one... Uh, See you later, Gerard. Well, no, no, no. See you well, never. We have it, uh, but it was getting warm, so I was like, all right, well, Gerard needs something yeah. to drink. We're a little over time, but that's, that's okay. Maybe he'll love us more. Smoky, malty... Um, which one? Earthy, uh, Backwoods Bastard. That's the one that Brittany has. We have the... Uh, Wait, which one do I have? The Backwoods you ha you Bastard. You have that one. You have a different one? 
We do. Yes. Mm. You weren't slacking. You were, <laughs> I was slacking. Exactly. I'm so slowing sorry. Down you were I'm sorry. You're holding up the whole process. Just going hey, on you want to try the, the lizard of cons? Yeah, the lizard. I just get so distracted. Yeah. You're a cat. This is the chocolate blueberry bourbon. Oh, that's right. Yes. Say that. That's all right. That's good. See, I see honest, you would like to that. be honest, I um, I don't really do the, like the real dark beers. These are both dark. But that they one, are. That I mean, I, they're both very good. I just my preference. I like IPAs. Really? I love them. What? I do. I've never heard of a, any girl saying like IPAs. Yeah, I don't <laughs> do, but I, I I'll drink a Guinness. <laughs> you know. Chew on hops. Like, go. I love the IPAs. Here, here's a good question from Rudy. What do you hope people get out of this? Um, I hope that when people are entertained by it. Obviously, uh, I hope that the people that um, worked so hard on making it happen uh, feel a sense of uh, accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's not what she asked. Um, I think people, I hope people enjoy it, really. You know, I hope they take it for what it is as a, an art piece, as a, a story, mm -hmm. you know, just like any other show. And um, I hope that hope that they think it's cool and great and interesting. And the the production value is phenomenal. Just right. looking at the the footage that we've seen so far, it seems like they really went. You know, they, it's very professional. It's not it what people would expect from an, a, a some, small indie production. Right. I think people. Um, I think people will be. Uh, impressed really by uh, how well it's put together and how well it's written and what a great job the actors did and and just how well it came together you know uh, Terrell's really talented and he's very driven and Tetro who wrote the the storyline is very talented and very driven and uh, all the actors that are a part of it I mean this is what they do they they take so much time and energy to perfect their craft and I just hope people see that and I hope people see uh, the value that's really in, the, in, in it blew my mind to just see how how much goes into making something like this and putting it together and then seeing it uh, to visualize it right uh, and how much work it is you know yeah because uh, it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot of days and a lot of filming and Terrell I can't even imagine you know he didn't send this out to an editing house, you know, like he did all this work and it's, it's really crazy to kind of see that all come to life, you know? So I hope people kind of see that this, this was something that people really believed in and enjoyed doing it. And, uh, the connection that, that the whole cast had was really cool. Hope people see that too, kind of somehow that transpires through watching the show. Yeah, I think if anybody has good chemistry, it usually comes through. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll see that in the game. Everyone was so much fun and so cool to work with and funny. You know, it, it's like you're hanging out one minute, you know, just like cracking up and like being silly and goofy and then just like, like, like being like really serious. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, Ugh, you know. So it's like. <laughs> hey, no spoilers. We don't want to know what happens. No spoilers. Um, your best, your best like pose. Your best heroin pose. <laughs> like getting it. That's just sleeping. <laughs> that's my best. That's, that's, no, that's, doing heroin, that's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah. What I the one thing that, that I 
uh, tried to kind of perfect is they get so so very frustrated. Yeah. When they are feeling like they're about to get sick or mm-hmm. like they're like just you know. Oh, this. My wife and I watch intervention all the time. Yeah, that <laughs> frustration. It's, it's intense. It is intense. It is. Did I answer your question? You did. It's these beers. Well, you had not like mine. <laughs> you had a beer. I had a drink with my aunt at Franklin's before this also. Oh, so you cheated. I did. Oh, so you uh, came in raging. I came in like, blacked out. <laughs> you came in sleeping. Just kidding. Nikki Lynn says that uh, she hopes for the best and uh, she thinks it's going to be a big hit. So I, I, I think, it, Thank I think you. it is too. I hope so too. The, uh, we, we do want to give away those tickets before we uh, end tonight. So uh, who wants to go to see I Love the 90s uh, at the Pavilion at Montage Mountain this Saturday? If you, if you want to, uh, let us know in the comments right now, and uh, we'll give those away to you. Um, it's a pair of tickets, so it's not just one. You don't have to buy, buy an extra if you want uh, to go with a friend. And uh, let's see. We have uh, we have a few people that want to go. Um, How many do you have? Two. One, two, three, four. Oh, all right. Yeah, as long as you're oh free gosh. on Saturday, don't don't uh, take those tickets away from somebody else who doesn't who uh, if you can't go. Well, fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Nikki, you, you commented throughout the show. You watch most of it. So uh, you are a winner, Nikki. Congrats, Nikki. Nikki Lynn, uh, we will leave uh, tickets for you uh, at the box office uh, under your name. So uh, just give them your name, um, and, uh, and, and you will go. And then we have, we have one more. We, we could pick one more to go. We also, if you, if you don't win tonight, uh, if you scroll down just a little bit uh, on any PA Scenes Facebook feed, uh, there is another way to enter as well. There's a poster uh, for the event, and uh, we're giving away two more pairs of tickets that way. So if you don't win tonight, that's okay. You still have a chance. As long as you like, comment, and share on that poster, uh, you'll be entered to win as well. We're going to announce those winners tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Who wants to come to the Barry premiere? I'll put you on the guest list. We'll pick someone oh, else for that go. too. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Shit. So um, if, if you if you can you go tomorrow? If any anybody wants to go to River Street Jazz Cafe tomorrow at eight p.m., we'll give one of those away as well. Uh, but you have to specify what your. <laughs> that was a high five. That was. <laughs> what you want to go uh, to? <laughs> and let's see. That's okay. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> no, I have a, a flying fish work event. <laughs> you guys pick somebody. I'm trying. I, I can't, I can't see all the names. I, I have like a. Is there a gym in there? There's a gym. Give it the gym. There's no gym. Fucking gym. <laughs> is there a John? Everyone stopped commenting. No one wants to name. come to the premiere. Uh, Chinese, how do you? Is that how you say your name? Chinese McChloe? Is that? Is I that how that. you say her name? Yeah. Jonathan, you want tickets to the premiere or the premiere? Or are you still doing the? Uh, it's uh, yeah. Uh, Ch- Ch- uh, Chinese, is that? Is, am I saying that right? Uh, we'll give them to you as well. Yeah, she says me, please. Okay. Uh, so you you are the you are the second winner tonight. 
And uh, if you didn't win, make sure that uh, you go to that uh, poster and like and share because we're going to announce those winners tomorrow. So if you haven't done that yet, uh, you have another chance uh, to win as well. Janice, same thing. If, you're, if you go to the box office, we'll put them under your name. Uh, you'll have two tickets waiting for you at the box office. So, uh, and who, who, wants to, who wants to go to the bear? Why I do. You pick that one. I was, Jonathan Edwards, I'll put you on the guest list for the premiere tomorrow. All right. He, you just won. All right, Jonathan Edwards, uh, that easy. You, you are going. Awesome. All right. He, he, de- he demanded those tickets. <laughs> he did. <laughs> said he, he interrupted like, I deserve those tickets. There you go. <laughs> demanded you shall receive <laughs> Well, that was fun. Yeah, well, thank, uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in tonight. Uh, we, we had a blast, and uh, we, we blew through this episode pretty quick. You yeah, know? that thought, was, I thought I was, yeah. Yeah, we thought, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to have all this extra time because uh, James couldn't make it, but. Uh, Just have me talk t- about myself for about 25, 35 <laughs> minutes, and we're good. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, we do this every Wednesday right here on Facebook, 7 to 8 p.m., and then the episode is available right after that. So if you missed the live stream, you can still watch it on Facebook right after that. And then on Fridays, uh, we post uh, the, the, the audio and video versions on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. So you can always uh, catch the episodes in different ways. You can catch up on old episodes. Uh, we have over 20 episodes already in the bag, so if you want to check anything out we've done in the past... Uh, So please tune in uh, next week, and uh, we'll see you then. See you guys.